last episode of You Killed It, I said that I didn't think we were going to talk about Bad Boy Entertainment anymore. But this episode of the Challenge All-Stars is titled Mo Money, Mo Problems. And there yeah. is another Mace song coming in our way. I'm John Chidley Hill. And I am Sheldon Alexander. This is episode eight. Epi- we're going to look at episode eight and nine. We're going to look at the final in its entirety. Boom. Because why not? Like, it's it's a 48-hour period, not even, 36-hour mm-hmm. period, maybe. So let's just let's just get her done, you know? Go Nothing. full send. Nothing wrong with that. I have to say, so, you know, they're back at the house. They're celebrating. Everyone is celebrating that they're in the finals. And in my notes, I'm very cynical. I was really tripped up by the fact that TJ never said, you're in the finals, that he simply said, this is the final elimination. Oh. And so for like the first half of episode eight, I just kept talking about like, is this the final though? <laughs> like, <laughs> you're waiting for the you're waiting for the twist that never came. Well, because they kept having people talk about like, we had John A being like, I never made a final before, and Anissa being like, it's been so long since I've made a final. Yeah. And like I just thought their primus up. The one thing I realized though with this season, I feel like it was very. Like there were twists, but I think there were still elements where they left it kind of cookie cutter just to introduce a bunch of people to the series. But yeah, yeah, I I see what you're saying. That's an interesting point. Uh, Um, The song choice right off the front end, like Hip Hop Parade, I mean, can never go wrong with that. No, not at all. I mean, Naughty by Nature. Such, I was thinking about that when they were playing them like such a product of the early 90s and like i don't understand why they didn't have hits beyond like their three big ones right like hip-hop hooray yeah feel me flow and opp like what they had such a great sound yeah i mean it this kind of this is a tangent that's maybe for another podcast so i won't like get too deep into it this is the tangent podcast no 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 but i'm saying like you know as you learn so much more, like there's a bunch of these documentaries that keep popping up now, whether they're music docs or I watched one the other day that was like, uh, I think it was called Give Me My MTV, but it was basically just on the start of MTV or whatever. Mm-hmm. But anyways, as more of these things pop up, you kind of realize how messed up the music industry is and oh, how yeah. much these things have nothing to do with, you know, who is actually good or who makes good music or who whatever right so when you see something like that where okay this song was pretty cool what happened to the rest of it it's like oh well that's why because you know either something went down on one side or the other and it's never as easy as well these guys are really good how come they never had more songs Mm -hmm. something falls apart yeah and, and, you know, sometimes fame isn't for everyone, but True. I mean, they were pretty great. I'm a big Naughty by Nature fan. I'm also a big fan of Anissa trying to talk it over with Yuzawa, trying to salvage their friendship. Mm-hmm. What did you think about Anissa's attempt to make amends as we listen to Alana Miles' Black Velvet? So to me, Yusela, right? She says this is the first challenge she's done in 15 years. But meanwhile, it's Anissa's life. So they're friends outside, but she was still upset that Anissa was willing to throw away their relationship over this game. And I thought that, you know, 
I don't think Anissa was trying to throw away their relationship, but I do understand where Yasella is coming from because in her mind, she's thinking like, this isn't one of your, like in Anissa's mind, this is one of her regular challenge seasons, right? Like she just locked in, Mm -hmm. but you can tell that a lot of these people who are on the show, this was kind of like a happy to be here season. Yeah. And yeah. so Yasella was there, and I bet you part of the reason why she thought it'd be fun, yeah, it's been a long time, but also I get to be here with one of my really good friends, Anissa, after all these years, and that's amazing. Do you know what I'm saying? So I, mm-hmm. I just think it's like I understand more where Yasella's coming from in this. I get it. And if I were to pick a side, it'd probably be Yasella's side. I got to say, I'm still team Anissa. It's cool. Uh, as we said last episode, it's yeah, she went back on what she told Yazella she was gonna do. But also it was no longer possible what Yazella wanted. So like I yeah. I know that Anissa sort of went against her word, but what they'd agreed on was no longer possible. So like I don't think it's as bad as she's as she's making it out to be. And Anissa, you know, I mean I'm a big fan of Anissa in general, so maybe I'm just soft on her, but I, I still think this was blown out of proportion and I hope they're cool now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess we'll see at the reunion where things stand. Um, so I, I was wrong. Th- this is indeed the final. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> TJ explains it. 500K to the winner, which is a lot of money, right? Like that, there are very few seasons of the challenge where a winner has been able to take home this amount. But you put that in perspective and you think of people who have been around recently, like the Derricks or Anissa or Jemmy, like those people are Darrell. They're thinking, oh, wow, like I should win. Like I need to win this season, right? Because I'm not going to have an opportunity like this where it's quote unquote easy to get to the final and then probably win. Like this is a huge opportunity if you're Darrell, Jemmy, Anissa, people who are still competing on normal seasons of the challenge. So when they said that number, I thought, wow, okay, that that's a lot. But then as they broke down how it would work in terms of each checkpoint, you have a partner and you can't have the same partner twice. And that to me was interesting because you know, that's the part we love, the strategy side of it. Is there something that, you know, when do you pick to go with Big Easy, right? Do you pick Big yeah. Easy early on or do you hope that he gets eliminated early on and then you don't have to take him at some point? Because I was surprised that there weren't more eliminations after checkpoints, which normally yeah. happens in the final, no? Yeah, the only uh, elimination is at checkpoint two. Like in other words, the basically the very first stop. Yeah, the last place team is eliminated. Otherwise, you're in it all the way. And I have to say, I liked this points based system because mm-hmm. it felt like it really evened things out. Yeah. Like we're gonna see a lot of stuff over these two episodes. We're gonna see canoeing and bike riding and eating gross things and puzzles and just like straight up running and you know the sort of makes it more even and also frankly made it possible that a woman could win and like that kind of sounds sexist saying it out loud but i think you know what i mean like it keeps it it doesn't mean it's like the biggest fastest strongest person is gonna win it's an even playing field Mm -hmm. which i quite like i i would like to see this point system maybe used in a regular 
season of the challenge because I, I thought it made it interesting. It added a lot of intrigue. Yeah. And for this elimination, as most eliminations, there's a lot of puzzles involved with, you know, some form of kayaking that always seems to come in to any challenge finale. And checkpoint one, essentially, to put together a puzzle and then pair up with whoever is also done. I thought it was pretty funny, the music drop, which obviously, like, what are we going to do when we go back to watching the normal episodes here in Canada where we don't get these music hits, right? Like, that's going to be sad. We're just going to put on big, shiny tunes. <laughs> and, <laughs> and big, shiny and tunes. Out. Wow. I mean, I thought people might not be down with our uh, Snow references, but we got a few messages of people being like, oh, no, we know who Snow is. So big, shiny tunes. I'm like, that's a strong Canadian reference. Uh, I don't hey, know. For but, our listeners, if you want the big, shiny tunes experience, someone put together on Spotify a big, shiny tunes playlist, the big, shiny tunes one through six. Wow. That's so wow. The technology exists to experience some um, Canadian content. There's American music in there too, but heavy on the CanCon. Yeah. Um, well, not CanCon, but still great music. Lauren Hill, that thing. Uh, mm-hmm. Great drop. But Alton is finishing the puzzle first, and then it's a Nisa, and they're off first, and they're partnered. And the thing that was interesting to me was as the team started to pair up, because then we had Darrell and John A., but then we had Yes and Jemmy, who strategically were trying to finish at the same time so they could be partners. And I, I thought it, that was super smart. That was so smart. That's exactly what I was going to say. As soon as Yes said that, I thought, oh, this guy is playing chess and everyone else is playing checkers. Yeah, huge chess. And we're going to see this throughout. The people that really distinguish themselves in this final are really thinking about who they're going to partner with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Yes is making a very conscious decision with Jemmy to be like, okay, we're going to canoe. I want to canoe with Jemmy. Yeah. So that was the thing that was interesting because Yes, he realizes he wants to work with Jemmy, but then Yesella beats Jemmy to it. So Yes kind of waits a bit and it ends up being Derek and Yesella, which we'll get to, but then it becomes Jemmy and yes. And the strategy was so good. But as you get into the race and we'll say this a lot, big, easy struggling, which if you're familiar with the challenge, it's a very familiar trait. Big easy is last in trying to put together his puzzle and poor Kellyanne who had a great rest of the run. If you think about it, right. Um, She ends up having to wait for big easy for a very long time and he's actually the last person to finish which i thought was kind of terrible because they were way like when they got into the kayak there was no one else in sight like everyone no. was gone for a long time but what did you make of the kayak experience what kind of what stood out to you about this kind this part of the finale I've spent a lot of time in canoes. Okay. Not only was I in scouts, I was in sea scouts. So we are more. Wait, are those uh, canoes or kayaks? Am I getting my verbiage canoes. wrong? Okay. Cool. Um, I thought I heard someone say kayak at one point. Well, Jemmy did. Jemmy said, I kayak all the time. But uh, kayaking is different than canoeing. Okay. Different shape of craft and different paddle situation. Um, <laughs> I love was... your random facts. <laughs> I, I love it. And that's not a random fact, but like the your ability to correct 
the minute details, right? Because like in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't matter. But I do enjoy that we are correct. That does yeah. matter. I like it. I like it. Well, and I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna go in on canoeing here. <laughs> Sure. This was not? tough to watch as someone who knows their way around a canoe. Oh, okay. Yeah, Cause, yeah. Because there's a lot of mistakes being made, and I appreciate sure. it. Okay, I'm going to – can I say something? I don't know yeah. anything about canoeing or kayaking. But when I saw that Alton went in the front, I was like, wait a second. Is that supposed to be – like, shouldn't you put the stronger person at the back because they're kind of the one that ends up steering? No? So Is that wrong? No, you're right. It is the person that, like, the one in the back is the person who sterns. Okay. Is the one that's steering. Okay. And they should be in the back. But I, I got to pause you right there. Yes, Alton got into the part of the canoe that was heading forward. But he didn't get However, in the right spot. They were in the back. They were in their canoe backwards. Oh. As were Derek and Yazella interesting and um you can tell because the bow the front is a little bit longer because it's supposed to ride a little bit higher yeah yeah so and you're supposed to ride higher so that water doesn't come in so that water doesn't come in so not only were they like canoeing their canoe backwards which isn't impossible but it's much harder not only were they going backwards but he was sitting way too far forward. So, like, if you saw the wide shot, he's weighing it down. So, like, yeah, as it's lower into the water, it's so much easier for water to get in. Yeah, yeah, I got and you. For, further to that point, that's why we see uh, Easy and Kellyanne catch up, and also why Mark and Ruthie did so well. Because first of all, those two teams were sitting in their canoe basically correctly mm -hmm. but also the weight distribution was ideal because mark is definitely heavier than ruthie and easy is definitely heavier than kellyanne yeah and especially like ruth and kellyanne are both really fit and really strong so it's mm -hmm. ideal that they're like compact yeah but can also like produce some power um and like yazella and Derek were also Atrocious. as far as i could tell backwards they're also they're atrocious, holding their they were atrocious. They're holding their paddles wrong. Um, I mean, Anissa was right that Alton was moving around too much. Like even like when he got into the canoe, the sides, the edges are called the gunnels, and like to properly get in, you want to put your paddle across the gunnels to evenly distribute your weight. And as Anissa was trying to tell him like get in as fast as possible and like get centered and he just couldn't do it yeah and so like they took on water immediately just a disaster <laughs> it was it was painful to watch yeah i think it's one of those things though if you know what you're doing you know what you're yeah. doing but if you don't know it can go really poorly and that's what it's we not saw. instinctive no definitely not definitely not um but it was also interesting because, as you said, right, there are people who are doing really well. Jemmy and Yes are doing really well. And Yes doing well is going to be a theme throughout <laughs> for sure. Um, I thought it was interesting to see, you know, when they flipped. Because to me, the only way, like there are some people who are going really hard at the beginning, right? Which obviously at the very end, it comes down to every point matters and that's cool. But I think I would have been way more focused on just not coming in last. And so I was, yeah. it was good that Anissa and Alton, they were in first, 
when they flipped because it didn't really harm them. Like they didn't fall too far back. Like they were never really in danger of actually getting eliminated. Unlike <laughs> Yasella and Derek. Are you surprised that, well, actually there's a couple of things I don't, I don't want to skip over too much because there was a song that dropped. Oh, TLC's Waterfalls. No, that's not what I was going to say. Although really? I did appreciate I that. that. It was, I loved that moment. Cause it was great editing. Right, like the way that they hit the slow mo, it was really cool. You know, I thought that was really dope how they did that. This, this whole season's been so well edited. Like, yeah. Yeah. I noted that when a point where Yazella and Derek are going backwards mm -hmm. on purpose, yeah, they edited in the like backup beeping sound from a truck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just the show's so good. I love the challenge. Yeah. I was going to bring up, though, when they dropped Juvenile Slow Motion for me, which I was kind of like, okay, I'm not sure if this song fits in the timeline with some of the other songs, but I'm also not going to complain. <laughs> and I've mentioned this before earlier on the this season where I get totally distracted when certain songs come on and I'm no longer me paying too. attention. I'm in my seat. I'm like, oh, <laughs> right? And, and that song always will make me think of Josh Donaldson. You'll remember this because okay. obviously yep. you covered the Jays for a while, but like Josh Donaldson, his at-bat music, like MVP season Josh Donaldson. And if you think about baseball games, for the most part, people come up to bat and they have like hype music, you know, like something just a banger. And I remember Josh Donaldson's at-bat music for whatever reason was juvenile slow motion for me. And I was always like, that's the most random thing ever, but also amazing because <laughs> it's just like it's such a dope song such a dope song i mean we could go on a long tangent about baseball walk-up music because yeah. the toronto blue jays which obviously is who you and i are most familiar with mm -hmm. have had some fantastic yeah like weird choices yeah like matt stairs using stone cold steve austin's theme <laughs> yeah or my personal favorite uh, John McDonald, who, for those of you who are not familiar with the Mac Daddy, he oh, looked like an accountant. Yeah. Like, he looked like a gym teacher. Like, he was the most yogurt old white guy. He was mm -hmm. forever 35. And he would come out to West Side Connection by Gang... <laughs> or, yeah, Gangsta Nation by West Side Connection. Yeah. And just, like, not fitting at all. But that was his, his walk-up like music it. for years. I like I it. I love it. So, yeah, I mean... I just, I got totally distracted when that song came on. But anyways, That's fair. if we get back to the point here, um, <laughs> you mentioned Big Easy and Kellyanne end up passing Derek and Yasella who are going backwards at one point. And they end up being the last people to the checkpoint. I'm stunned. And I feel like not, I thought at some point that they had some twist where Derek was going to be back into the final. Because I don't think enough was made about Derek just completely flaming out of this season. Like, that's a yeah. horrible, horrible, horrible performance if you're Derek. I agree. It's shockingly bad. And, like, if you look at those two final canoes, mm -hmm. Kellyanne and Easy and Derek and Yazella, I don't like Easy for a host of reasons. But, like, Kellyanne and Derek. I wouldn't say our favorites going in, but like you gotta think they're top five or top six. But going also, in, and well, hold on, hold competitive. On. But Kellyanne, it's not even the fact that Derek 
is out. It was the fact that Big Easy and Kellyanne were so far behind and they were able to catch up and pass you and like beat you by a lot. Other than uh, Nehemiah losing to Big Easy, yeah, this is like right up there as well. That's just terrible. Absolutely terrible. And I know I'm giving Yasella a bit of a pass here, but I'm saying because Derek, Derek and Mark, the way how this whole season was framed, it was like they're the man, right? Yeah. Like the championship goes through them. And I don't even think Derek did that much on this whole season. That's a disappointing performance if you're Derek. He was never, like he never really distinguished himself in one of the daily competitions, mm-hmm. he wasn't in any eliminations, right? Yeah. So he was just sort of Mark's sidekick yeah. for the season. And then he got beaten by Big Easy and Kellyanne, who fell out of their canoe as right? they arrived. Like, like that's what I mean. It that's wasn't even terrible. <laughs> it wasn't even like a commanding victory you know it was it was literally a flop into the water big easy falling into the water yeah no i totally agree i just thought the whole thing was like super weird super strange and like to be that terrible just disappointing as much as much as i've been like flexing my canoe knowledge this next stage of assembling a bike, I could oh. not do. Like, I like riding bikes, but I could not assemble a bike. This like, was I a great know. twist, though, right? Yeah. Like, you got to ride through, but you got to put together and assemble the bike. And I thought that was very interesting. On top of the fact that you had to pick who your next partner was going to be, right? Which, again, strategy really kicks in. Exactly. So, you know, put together the bike, and plus the teams are down, but we end up getting... Uh, uh, John A and yes, I was about to call her Joanna again for whatever reason, but it's because when I look at the spelling of her name, I want to say Joanna, but then I'm like, that doesn't even spell Joanna, but how do you spell John A? I don't know. But anyways, John A and, and yes, then you had Darrell and Jemmy, Anissa and Mark, Ruthie and Easy, and then Alton and Kellyanne. And I'm just going to say this was super hard because not oh, only yeah. do you have to put together the bike, but then you had to ride up like this trail and you are tethered to your partner. So it's not like your partner can like speed up ahead. You got to go the same pace. So there's so many different little things that you might not really think of. Like one team, I think knew we should probably bring some of the tools with us because we might need yeah. it on the way up the hill. I think it was Darrell that did that. Yeah. And then, you know, if your partner, like, was it Big Easy and Ruthie? Ruthie's bike broke early on and Big Easy, you know, was just getting frustrated. Like, he's a terrible partner to have, not only because he's not good, but he's also, like, just not a good partner. Until, for some reason, at the very end, he was a good partner to Anissa when they weren't partners, which I didn't really understand. (laughs) Me neither. He gets gets frazzled too easily. Yeah, definitely. And, like, I, I understand, you know, when he... Was it the duel two that he totally flamed out? Yeah, I, I don't know heard. what it was, but yeah. But when he totally flamed out, like I know he's embarrassed. Like I know that haunts him. Mm-hmm. So I think he has a hard time 
keeping cool. Yeah. Because like in the back of his head, it's always like, don't, don't do that. Like, don't do that again. Don't embarrass yourself again. Yeah. And what's interesting about this stage for me is that it's, it goes to show and we see it a little bit later on that what was really key was how well did you assemble your bike? Mm -hmm. Because Kellyanne and Alton are in last. Yeah. They're like the last ones to assemble their bikes, but they end up catching up because everyone else's bikes, everyone else's bike breaks. Yeah. Except for theirs. Oh yeah. And also Kellyanne and Alton are in approximately the same shape. I don't know how often you ride bikes, Mm -hmm. but this looked like it was mainly uphill. Yeah, it was uphill, and, and then you terrible. come down the other side. So once you make it up, it was cool. And then, you know, I forget who it was, but they had the good strategy. I think it was Yes and John A, because you could see yeah. them just kind of gliding on the back end, right? And it's like, save your legs, save your legs. It was, mm-hmm. it was just really interesting to see. But there's a couple of good lines, and I guess I'll just bring up some of these lines as we go through it. But Jemmy saying, quote, I don't ride bikes with gears. <laughs> that was pretty funny. And, like, we live in Toronto, and there's ob- – I mean, I'm sure this exists in a lot of other places, but I'm saying, you know, the people riding the cool guy bikes, you know what I'm the saying? Hipsters? Sure. Sure. The fi- the fixie bikes? Yes. Right. Um, but then also Jemmy said, my dad bought me a bike, but I couldn't ride it. So he got fed up and then bought me a go-kart. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was good. I thought that was good. Um, I also, I mean, we've sort of glossed over it, but they're, each partnership is tethered together. Yeah. And that would be horrible. Yeah, that'd be terrible. Because, again, going uphill, it's hard for you to maintain your own pace. Mm-hmm. So to have to not only be aware of, like, keeping a steady pace for yourself, but also someone that you're tethered to. Yeah. And I think it was, yes, that makes the point that it's not just that, like, it's not just good enough that your two bikes have to be in sync, but if you get too close together, yeah, then the tether gets twisted up and might get into the gears. And, might, and exactly. like, so it's, it's a real balance that they have to maintain. And early on here, it was cool to see which partnerships or which people would be best to be partnered with. Right. Cause even though you can only be partnered with someone once you notice the theme that it was the same people being really good partners, regardless of where they were finishing, you know, in the competition. And, I mean, Kellyanne and Alton, they were just cruising so much. At one point, they were commenting on the scenery. Like, there yeah. are people struggling so hard. Meanwhile, they're like, oh, it's beautiful out here. It's really nice. Like, they're, um, they're yeah, just cruising. Point, I thought that was funny. Kellyanne's like, I just love that smell. <laughs> <laughs> She's not, like, tasting battery acid in her mouth. She's just like, oh, this is so nice. Yeah, I thought that like, was really funny. Just two friends out for a a bike ride together on a summer day. (laughs) Yeah. And then, you know, keeping up with the partners, John A is really struggling. And yes, ends up just grabbing both bikes and pushing both bikes up the hill. And I thought, like, that's incredible. That's just amazing. But we get to checkpoint three. And, of course, it's another puzzle. Uh, John A and yes are still in first because yes is a math whiz. And this was a numbers game, you know, essentially where you had to do some quick math and uh yes as we found out very early on in the season what's his job again it's something with numbers but i can't remember what it was he participates in math competitions oh well that'll do it so (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, yeah, I mean, he's able to come through at first, obviously. Second to finish was uh, easy, right? Did I get that right? Easy was actually yeah. second to finish. And Darrell and Jemmy, they have the most points. Alton doesn't realize that he needs to help his partner, which also makes no sense. I thought that was kind of weird. But either way, the most interesting part to me still continued to be who you would pick for your partner. Right. And I thought that was interesting is yes, picks Kellyanne. John A picks Mark. Yes. And John A Mm -hmm. and Kellyanne, like, cause like you don't always get to, it's not always your turn to choose, but consistently those three are the most thoughtful in who they're picking. Mm -hmm. And like in the last leg, you know uh john a picks yes because yes has been talking you know just casually around the house about how much he enjoys biking yeah so she knows he knows how to build a bike yeah right and then when it's yes's turn to pick he sees what's coming up that it's going to be basically a straight run and he's like obviously like kellyanne's the best pick here yeah right like super easy i'm confident she runs (laughs) Mm mm-hmm and I, the best part of this one for sure was Darrell and Ruthie and Darrell just picking up Ruthie to the Whitney yeah. Houston soundtrack. Like that was just the bodyguard. I'll, I'll always love you. Amazing. I will always love you. That's what it is. Yeah. So good. But as you mentioned, yes. And Kellyanne with the dub Darrell and Ruthie in second. Um, and the points are distributed. That's the other part too, which I mean, obviously if you watch the episode, you understand what's going down here. But uh, you get it's a point system and you get a declining amount of points depending on how bad you finish, essentially. Uh, checkpoint four, as you mentioned, right? You got to know kind of when what things are coming up. And yes, did a good job. I mean, he p- ends up picking Anissa for the next challenge at checkpoint four. And as soon as we saw the Carolina Reapers, I was like, this is not going to be good at all. No, And I don't know how much or if our listeners or even you, John, are aware of the Dan Lebetard show. But a couple of weeks ago, they did this whole thing because they just joined up with DraftKings and they did a 24 hour live stream. And two of the people on their show were raising money for ALS. And they did this thing where it was like the, you know, pepper challenge for ALS. That was the thing. So on the show one of the guys ate a Carolina Reaper. He was out of commission for like two hours and they kept cutting to a camera of him like curled up in a ball in a bed. And it became this huge thing because the owner of the company like came through and was, and wanted them to like shut it down because he was so (laughs) hurt. And then uh, one of the other women on the show, like before he, before he got sick, she said, if we're able to raise like $80,000, because they were just happy when it got to like $40,000 that they raised, right? So she said, if it gets to 80, I'll eat one too. And then obviously they surpassed that easily. And then they turned into this whole thing because they didn't want her to actually have it as well because they're seeing how bad this guy was. So I say all that to say this, how on earth are you supposed to eat these Carolina Reapers and then run? And then do anything, anything physical. I don't understand at, that. At this point, your stomach would be empty. Yeah. 
right? Like you're, you've been physically active for, it's gotta be at least three hours. I, if I had to guess Yeah. in the heat. So like, you don't have a lot in your stomach. You're already going to be thirsty. Like, yeah, they have water packets with them, uh, camelbacks. Yeah. But man, like you, you would have such a hard time just swallowing it. So it'd be lingering. And like, I noticed some of them like Durrell really like chewed it for a long time. Like, I don't think that's the move. I think you chew it just enough that you can swallow it without choking. Yeah. And like, like if anything, you want to try to keep it one whole piece so that you don't have like the oil, like the spicy oil going down your throat or anything like, ugh. And they have to do a puzzle too. Like we've we glossed yeah. over that too. Like like so as they're dying, they're working away at a puzzle. At first, the Louisianans, Jemmy and Easy, seem to have a competitive advantage mm-hmm. because they're used to spicy food. But then, as they start running, it hits Jemmy's stomach, and she is just KO'd. And like yeah. Basically, everyone is struggling. Like, there was, there's a few people that were better than others. Like, John A. seemed to do a bit better. Kellyanne, a bit better. Mark, a bit better. But people, I mean, even Darrell was down for the count. And sort of closing that episode says that he needs a medic. Yeah. Or he, that he thinks he needs a medic. Like, Darrell doesn't slow down for anything. No. It was a terrible look. And I mean... When I think about how I would have done with that, like, I don't know if I would have been able to do that, right? Like, it just, and I also wonder, you know, how real, uh, how difficult that really was, you know, like how, not how difficult it was, that's the wrong word, how safe it was for them to actually attempt that, right? Mm-hmm. Like, as you mentioned, nothing in your stomach, you're already dehydrated, you're already tired, and then this is just going to like crush you even more. And to the point where, you know, this first episode ends and it's Darrell. Okay. A dude that we've never really seen keel over or, or like pass out or really struggle or gas out or anything. We've never seen that before. And Darrell can't handle that. Like Darrell was just like a man down. And as the next episode started, you could see, okay, maybe they edited it to make it, to play it up a little more. But that wasn't the Darrell that we're used to seeing. No, not at all. Uh, At the start of episode nine, Mm -hmm. we pick up where we left off, as you said, Kellyanne and Darrell having a bit of friction. Because she wants him to keep it moving. They're (laughs) in first, but he's hurting. And she has, what I would say, the line of this episode of You Killed It For Mm -hmm. Me she says, it's just like period cramps. Keep it going. <laughs> Darrell, I want to assume, has not experienced period cramps. Okay. And I don't think I don't think that was like a relatable comment on Kellyanne's part. Yeah, I mean <laughs> fair enough. Very fair. Um I was distracted <laughs> by how much I hate that May song, Breathe, Stretch, Breathe, Shake. Stretch, shake. That's one of the worst songs ever. But it made me realize that's a TikTok song before TikTok. Yeah, a hundred percent. I actually I was curious, how much do you think Diddy is paying for all these songs to be on the soundtrack? Because this is like six. So it's gotta be a songs. deal. So I know for for us, right? Like we're more likely to have uh, like our network, the network that I work for, 
they're more likely to have a deal with like whatever music label it is. So let's say it's universal music. So that just means you have a bunch of their catalog. So that's my assumption. MTV probably has a deal or maybe the parent company of Viacom also owns whatever universal music or uh, Sony music, whatever the bad boy um, library is under. And that's why we're getting a bunch of this. That, that would be my guess. I also have to say, I mean, you said that you hate the song. This is from Mesa's comeback album in like 2004, 2005, I want to say. Yeah. It's not a good album. Like no. there's this and there's is Welcome, Welcome Back. Back. Yeah. Yeah. Which samples the theme from Welcome Back Cotter. Yeah. Like not just like leave the past alone. Mace, but it was also know? just like it didn't work because it was trying too hard. Yeah. Right. Like we knew what you're trying to do here, Mace, but like trying too hard, bro trying to this was also when and not that there's anything wrong with this but he'd become a pastor and he wasn't gonna swear in his music anymore well he became a pastor and then went back to yeah let's not yeah (laughs) there's a lot there i'm just gonna let that one slide and we're gonna update the leaderboard how about that sounds good go for it so at this point Darrell had 18 Darrell and yes were the leaders with 18 points then he had john a with 15 kellyanne with 13 Jemmy with 12, Anissa and Ruthie with 10. Then you have Alton, Mark, and Easy. Or sorry, Alton and Mark with nine and Easy with six. What stood out to you about those standings at that point? Because for me, it's a fact that John A was in third place, just three points behind Yes and Darrell. Yeah. That stood out to me the most. Like I thought that John A being at that point and doing such a good job you know, her at 15, I, if I were to ask you, you know, who would you think would have the most points of the women competitors midway through, I wouldn't have picked John A. You you know, I had it in my notes from episode eight. What I said, like John A is making the final, what a weak final that she just sort of coasted in. But she's proving me wrong here. I mean, she, as it's later noted by Jemmy, she gave birth seven months before yeah. this happened. Like this is this, they did this final. This is incredible. Yeah, it's and a great feat. She's she's never made a final before, and she's just she's making smart decisions and playing to her partner's strengths. She's well. That's what this show is, right? Like this show, we talk about it all the time. That there's different ways to go about it, and that's what makes it so good. You know, people get. Uh, made fun of for floating or politicking or whatever. But in reality, that's just playing to your strengths. If you're not the biggest, fastest, strongest, why would you try to play the game as if that were one of your strengths? And then also the flip side of that is just because you're the biggest, fastest, strongest doesn't necessarily mean you're going to win. I also think that, I mean, we didn't get a confessional or anything of John A saying this, but I also think she understands that the key to success in this points format is to just sort of consistently be in the top three. Mm-hmm. You don't have to win every time. And like throughout both last episode and this episode, you've got Mark saying like, oh, I just need to get like a couple of first places and then I'll be back in this. Well, yeah, of course, if you get a couple of first place finishes and the full five points a few times, you're back in this. Like that's that's the most points. Like yeah. That's how math works. But John A clearly was thinking, like, if I'm just, like, always second or third, maybe grab a first when I can, 
then I'll like then I've got a puncher's chance. Yeah, and it and it's paying off for her. No, I totally agree. And as we get to checkpoint five, you know, it's the last partner that you're gonna be with, <laughs> and it's your partner for the night. And Jemmy doesn't seem to be too happy that she is partnered with Big Easy for the very end. But I asked the question, do you think Big Easy should be happy that he's partnered with Jemmy for the very end? <laughs> right? Like there's two sides to this, no? I think that's fair. I think that's a fair point. I mean, they just don't like each other. Mm-hmm. Jemmy's been more vocal throughout, but also Jemmy's a better competitor than Easy. Yeah. And like I thought so they have to eat what we can only describe as gross meat. Yeah, did they ever actually specify what it was? No, right? Which no. is also very interesting. But mm. I feel like, you know, for me, it'd be better. Like, if I had to eat all that, it'd be better if I didn't know. And it looked at least like it was cooked. And so I might be able to actually get through this. Whereas I feel like normally it's a lot of gross stuff that I know what it is. Yeah. And it's yeah. not cooked. And so it's raw, yeah. That would make me struggle normally, whereas this one I feel like I would have been able to do. Probably. I think so. And I definitely wouldn't have taken two and a half hours like it took Easy and and Jemmy. That made no sense to me. Like two and a half hours is a long time. Like that's a full Whoa. basketball game. <laughs> well, the thing is, Jemmy's stomach is still messed up from the Carolina Reaper. Like she never really recovered. That's fair. That's fair. And like she estimated at one point that it was two to three pounds of meat. Oh, that wow. would it would be hard to eat two to three pounds, right? Like, okay, okay. Like, think of a obviously a quarter pounder. Yeah, it's like twelve quarter pounders. No, that's like, that fair. would be a rough go. I Mark did have a great line where he's sort of like chewing and he's like looking around. And he goes a little gamey, a little gamey, right? A little. <laughs> I liked when someone asked, what is it? Like, what is this? And Darrell says, don't ask what it is. What you don't know can't hurt you like an STD. <laughs> it's like, yo, come on, I also, man. I liked Anissa and Darrell make sort of a little bit of a dance out of it where mm-hmm. they're just like, two bites, have some water, two bites. And that's sort of another thing that Anissa and Darrell did, uh, or some people did that I thought was smart was you got to make it bite-sized. Yeah. Like, you saw people just, like, mowing down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, that's that's going to make it even harder because it's going to, like, you're going to have a hard time with spit and everything. Mm-hmm. I like what Ruthie said. This is probably the best section in terms of good lines where Ruthie goes, there's only one thing I don't recognize on this plate, and that's the benefit of growing up in a Filipino household. <laughs> well played. I was going to say that the only thing that would really affect me, I think, is the fact that all you have to listen to all these other people throw up. That would oh, so that would throw me so off bad. and be so gross. And like that would throw me off more than eating the actual food. I would definitely have. I'm honestly, I had a hard time watching this. Well, I have a hard time watching people throw up. Like I don't actually watch it. I'm just kind of like, that's gross. And, and I turn away. But. What did you make of the whole Jemmy and Big Easy? Are they going to quit? Are they not going to quit? What was going on there? Because so, to me, so just for people, just to regroup, just so you know, recap okay. a little here. 
Jemmy says, like, looks like she wants to quit. As you mentioned, the Reaper did havoc on her. She's struggling. Uh, it looks like she's going to quit. TJ, in fact, comes over and gives her the whole, you know, you know how I feel about quitters. And then I see Easy being like, hey, it's okay, Jem. It's okay. Like, if you don't want to do it anymore, just let me know because I don't want to eat all this. And then you quit anyway. So, and I'm, I'm way behind in points too. So don't worry about it. If you don't want to do it, just let me know. What did you make of this whole back and forth? This is Eric Big E Easy mm -hmm. looking to get out of quitting when he wants to quit. He's He was so obviously trying to get Jemmy to take the rap on him quitting. Oh, yeah. Like, it was so transparent. Yeah. That's how you read it, too, right? Oh, like, yeah. I'm not alone in this. And and Jemmy clearly catches on. She's like, well, if you want to quit, you go right ahead, easy. I'll understand. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, <laughs> was, see, so, I, it was so see-through, right? That he was like just trying to not make chicken. it. Yes, exactly. And so Jemmy, for whatever reason, decides, no, I'm not quitting. I'm not quitting. And so she stays in, which then forces Easy to also stay in. And that's why it took, like, it was dark. That's what threw me off. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if it took even longer than the two and a half hours they showed. Well, the other thing that, like, should have been motivation to them, and I don't know if it occurred to them, while they're doing that, everyone else is around the campfire, mm -hmm. sitting down or lying down and resting their legs. Yeah. Whereas they're still on their feet. Yeah. And like you guys, you've got a big day tomorrow and like you're not going to sleep well because you got those bed contraptions, which I'm sure we're going to talk about in a second. Yeah. So like I understand like your stomach's messed up, you're tired, it's a lot of food, but you're just helping the other competitors at that point because mm -hmm. they, they get to rest, yeah. right? They get to digest, they get to hydrate, they get to stretch, all that good stuff while you're just like soldiering on. No, I totally agree. It made no sense. And as you mentioned, everyone around them was way ahead. But then we get to the sleep portion where you get to sleep, but it's kind of like a teeter-totter where like one person stands on one end, which kind of lifts up the platform or the bed. But then like the person sleeps and you kind of got to stay there to balance it out. And if you step off, then you got to switch. What did you think of this part? this contraption i i don't know it didn't seem that hard my question was that like not all these people weigh the same like we'll use jemmy and easy as an example there there's a weight difference there right and like uh i forget who ruthie's paired with at this point but like ruthie's a small person yeah so like i don't know how it works necessarily in terms of the balance like the key is that whoever's standing like you, you basically have to try to gauge, all right, how long are we going to be at this? If it's eight hours, well, then I'm going to stand for four hours and I'm going to count on my partner also standing for four hours so yeah. that we both maximize the sleep. I, I will say something that I, I've liked throughout this final is how nice everyone is to each other. Yeah. Regardless, aside from Jemmy and Easy, and they're not even that nasty to, to each other. They're just like cutting in in confessional and really it's just jemmy yeah but everyone's really nice and supportive but what i found interesting was as they're like sorting out the balance beams 
Alton is complaining about how he's sick of Yes and Kellyanne and their fake positivity. <laughs> what did you think of that? I'm sort of taken aback that Alton was so put out. Well, I wondered what makes their positivity fake, but his real. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's a good point. Right? Like, I, I don't know. I, I thought it was an odd take to have. Like, is their positivity not real because they are winning? <laughs> they are further <laughs> ahead than he was? Right, like I, I didn't really understand that. But... Yeah, I don't know, and and he he had been positive. He was referring to his partners as his little sister mm-hmm. throughout. Like I'm just I'm doing it for her, and like I liked his positivity. So for him to be like, oh yes, and Kellyanne, cut that out. Yeah, I, and yes, in particular, I think is just a genuinely like grounded. Yeah, kind just seems like person. a good dude. Yeah. My thing was the annoying part, and you mentioned everyone is pretty good. Easy again, like the snoring. And I I think I snore. I'm pretty sure I snore. I get it. But like big easy in this point, come on, bro. Just that would get me so mad. If I was like sleep deprived, trying to stand up, trying to stay awake, and my guy's just full on snoring, it's so crazy. Speaking of, oh, sorry. I was just going to say, like, okay, Easy's a big guy, which, like, lends itself to snoring. But he's also sleeping on his back. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I guess he, I guess the worry is if you're not on your back, like, on that plank, if you're on your side or on your stomach, you're going to roll off or you're more likely to move. Like, you know, I guess, I guess it's sort of a difficult circumstance. Yeah. But, like, yeah, I don't know. There's things you I – would, I would be aspiring to not snoring. Although maybe that's a competitive advantage. Like, if I tire everyone out because they can't sleep because I'm sawing away. Yeah. You know, maybe that maybe that helps. No, that's fair. That's definitely fair. So the next morning, we've got everyone's assembled. They're, you know, as bright-eyed and bushy-tailed as can be. And off in the distance, there's a cloud of dust. As a figure approaches with the sun to his back. And it's TJ riding a horse wearing a gaucho, which I'd never heard the phrase before until Jemmy used it. So I'm just I'm just trusting that I'm pronouncing it correctly and that Jemmy labeled it correctly. Someone <laughs> will so let us weird. know. Someone will undoubtedly let us know. Um, and it's just so weird because as Jemmy points out, TJ normally shows up looking like a million bucks. It was a weird look. Time. It was a weird look, but the only thing that salvaged it to me was someone saying, oh, TJ, is this your first time on a horse? And he's like, nah, man, I do this shit. <laughs> I thought that <laughs> and was then cool. he, And then he doesn't have control of the horse. No, definitely not. But what he does have control over is the very end of this finale. It's a final yes. day, and it, all it is is a race up the top of this mountain. Every man and woman for themselves, and it's for double the points. And... You know, there wasn't really much to this. It was basically between Yes and Durrell. And the big thing here up the hill turned out to be Yes's decision to stop at one point and take off layers. And he was very confident that, oh, it's okay. I know I'll catch up. What did you think of that? I was blown up blown away by yes's quiet confidence Mm -hmm. and the 
strategy. And like one thing I've always noted about Durrell is he's always wearing what we would call a toque, what our American listeners would call a beanie. Okay. Like he's always he's always got it on, or not always, but often has it on. Yeah. I've never understood that because I run hot. Like mm-hmm. I'm a hot blooded person. Yeah. And so I'm always like, man, would I'd be dying if I was wearing that. Like in the Same. summer or like running, I would be done. And yes, just like, I mean, the, he stops to like fully take off a bunch of stuff, like take off pants. They were wearing knee pads and elbow pads. Mm-hmm. He took all that off and he's totally right. Got rid of the hat. And like, he takes so long that Mark catches and passes him. Yeah. And yes is not shook at all. No. Like, yes, it's just like, no, this is fine. I got this. Like, as lo- he even says, as long as Darrell does not strip down, he's going to overheat and I'm going to catch him. And, I was blown away. Yeah. And he was right. And even Darrell's description as he's like, he's feeling good. He doesn't see anyone near him. He's chugging away. And then all of a sudden he looks behind him and then boom, out of nowhere, there's yes. And as mentioned, yes, goes on to pass him and up the hill, the final, you know, the final, I guess, uh, seatings or the final, the race to the finish. Yes was in first, followed by Darrell, Mm -hmm. then Mark. And in fourth was Alton up the hill, Kellyanne in fifth, John A in sixth. And then we had Ruthie and Jemmy and Anissa and Big Easy. So just a final tally here. In third place, with 24 points, was John A. and Kellyanne. In second place was Darrell with 29 points. And in first place was Yes. With 31. Yeah. So by two points, Yes beats Darrell. I have to point a, a couple things out. Yeah. First of all, if Kellyanne... Uh, sorry, if Easy in the very first stage... Before they get in the canoes, if Easy is even two minutes faster yeah. with his Tanagram puzzle, who knows if Kellyanne and Easy pass two people, not just Derek and Yazella, and then suddenly Kellyanne is in sole place of third, ultimately. Mm. Like, who knows how yeah. things shake out that? Yeah, yeah. Because suddenly she's got an extra point, right? Totally. Totally. It, it also. Uh, goes to show how critical stripping off his clothing was for yes. Like winning by two points is not a landslide. No, not at all. Not at all. It was, it was a great finish. And and it looked, the thing that got me too, was the fact that when he got up the top of the hill, he looked like he could still keep going. Like he wasn't shook at all. And he used, he's talking trash. He's like, Oh, I'm ready for the regular challenge. I'm ready for whatever I can take on these young bucks. Like, and Hey, who am I to tell him that he's wrong? I don't know. I I mean, it's obvious. Yes. Has to be the MVP. Yeah. I mean, you, you won $500,000. Like I'm not going to tell you you're not the MVP. (laughs) He, he was consistently good mm-hmm. at everything throughout this final. Yeah. He, don't forget, his head was on the chopping block. Like, yeah. This is why Anissa and Yazella have beef now, mm-hmm. is that Yazella wanted Yes to go in, but yeah. he made that baller speech. Yep. 
Good call. That like switched people's minds. And he played a clean game. Like when was the last time we saw someone win that played such a clean, strategically sound game? There's no one that can truly be mad at him. You know what I exactly. mean? Nope. Like agreed. There's, there's no one that can be like, oh, yes, did me dirty or whatever. Totally he didn't. Agree. He was just a straight up dude. He was supportive of every partner he had. From the very first daily competition, he won it for his group because of his superior math skills. Yeah. Like you and I speak about how we would always want to go. Like we judge people based off of, you know, would we want to hang out with them? I don't know that I'd want to have a beer with yes, but I might want some like green tea because yeah. he just seems so chill. He yeah. seems like he goes to bed by like 9 p.m. every night. <laughs> yeah, it was really cool when he talked about being in the house and visualizing walking through his front door and just yeah. dropping to the floor and his kids jumping on him and then his wife piling on because he won. Like That was really cool. He's a nice guy. Not mad at yeah. that at all. Shouts to yes. As you mentioned, MVP, no arguments here. Can't argue with that. Yeah, absolutely. We will be back next week for the reunion episode, which looks as spicy as a Carolina Reaper. <laughs> looks like people are pretty mad. Sheldon, where can people find you on social media? You can find me on Twitter at Shell Alexander or on Instagram at Sheldon Alexander. And you can like and subscribe on YouTube as well. We got video, guys. Video, if you ever want to watch the pod. You uh, can see our handsome faces. Yeah, we're on YouTube. Uh, Sheldon Alexander, search On Blast Podcast. Or the You Killed It Podcast, you know. We'll pop up. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Hill. Until next week, this was You Killed It. You Killed It!